Welcome to the Bearded Outdoors podcast. I'm your host and co-owner of Bearded Outdoors, Reese Richards. This podcast is going to be just like you're sitting on your grandpa's tailgate. We're going to be talking about everything faith, beards, and the great outdoors. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. We really hope you enjoy and continue to do better and be better. God bless. Reese Richards, host of the Bearded Outdoors podcast, um, coming to you with another episode. Um, this podcast is a lifestyle podcast, as if we are sitting on your grandpa's tailgate, be speaking about anything faith, beards, and the great outdoors through the minds and voices of your everyday doer. Um, so, this has been one that I have been working on for a few weeks to try and get some times lined up, and finally, we made it happen. I am here on the phone with my good buddy, Travis Turner. What's up, man? Hey, Reese, man. Hey, thanks for having me. I uh, I know it seems like lasso in the wind, but we finally got her nailed down. As fast as I am, as agile as I am, you nailed me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we... It's um I know about around this time I was going to have some difficult time, you know, getting getting together with some with some well-known people in the industry and um yeah, so we finally finally got it got it going on. Um so most of you know T-Bone as well, Travis Turner as T-Bone on Michael Waddell's Bone Collector. Um and most of you know him as I guess you can say a comedian of sorts in the outdoor industry and just a well-known, humble, um, loving, genuine man um, to everyone. I don't think I've ever seen a rude word or tone come out of your voice. And if it happened to be that way, it just happened to be a joke that people didn't understand. But tell us, where uh, where do you reside nowadays, sir? Yeah, I'm in Georgia. We, uh, my wife and family, we've all been here since... Uh the west side of Georgia, west central Georgia. I've been here since, uh, well, a long, a long time. I mean, okay. we moved to Georgia when I was four, and we've been in this area, Douglasville, and now I'm living in Lagrange. We we bought this place in ninety ninety six, and we've been here ever since. So uh, awesome. we just keep keep uh, change, you know, saving up pennies and and buying buying the neighbor's property. So yeah. we. Built us a little ranchero here. Yeah, man. Uh, shoot, I have seen you have had some success this past couple years um, with some harvests on your property, man. I, when I saw that post and, and it it kind of uh you know that's a that's a true feeling, especially for someone in the outdoor industry. A lot of people think you know a lot of things are staged and all this stuff, but I think that truly show um, you know portrayed you as you know, hey, I'm on my own family farm, and obviously, good or bad, you still get the people, but all in all, I thought that was, you know, pretty amazing, especially the caliber of deer that you, you harvested, and um, man, you just, you guys always are, are seem to have, that's the one thing about you guys that I've always loved, is it just seems, it seems like everything you do, whether you know, on TV or just a story in general, everything seems truly genuine. Like, nothing truly seems staged. 
um, in a sense. And if it is, it's because you know you obviously have to have staging to get your uh, to get your shows to be produced and aired. But what a man, world champion archer, archery tech, TV host, hunter, speaker, role model. I mean, to most in the industry, you're always keeping people smiling. That's a that's a lot of a lot of high things there. Oh well, man, I'm I'm. It's really, I appreciate you saying all these things, but it's been a, a a labor of love, and you know, I pursued a passion. My 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 dad had and elders and uncles had told me years ago to pursue a passion in life, and you'll never feel like you work today in your life. And and I'm so so glad I did that, you know, because there's there's a lot of folks out there that get stuck in the rut of you know doing a job that they don't want to. I mean, not that they're not absolutely fantastic at it but it's like you know they have to slam their head into a pine tree every day to 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 get to go you know you know to to force themselves to go to work because they don't enjoy their job they get paid well and the rut that's how they're paying their bills so i've certainly been passionate you know and uh and 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 humbled and and appreciative of the position that we've had and i i think i can speak for michael and nick as well to get to you know carve out a living doing something that we love so the smiles you see and our attitude is is grounded and uh they're genuine they're they're it really is that way so absolutely we've we've certainly been blessed to uh to be able to do what we do and, and going back talking about you know the the deer on the land thank you for the accolades as far as that goes as far as the deer that we've harvested here i mean i've gotten to where maybe it's just my age but i've gotten to where i love the whole 365 days of management part of it right. as much uh, more than the harvest so many people get focused on man i gotta kill a deer i gotta kill this deer i gotta <laughs> kill a deer i gotta kill a deer whereas i'm enjoying the journey you know don't get focused on the prize get focused on the journey and enjoy the journey and then man you talk about a cherry on top whenever it does happen Absolutely. it just makes it the outpouring of of how good it is is so much better like you know, I, I, I mean, I guess you can see it through social media. I hope you can, because I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to share with you my passion. But you know, being fortunate enough to, I finally, I, you know, I bought myself a skid steer like three years ago, right. and I, I, I've been wanting to buy one forever. And I thought, I, I'm like, I'm doing it. You know what? I ain't getting no younger. I'm doing it. Uh, you know, if it, if it, if it puts us under, then I'll sell the darn thing. But <laughs> otherwise. I've got it. It's the best thing I ever done is bought that. And then, of course, you know, with tractors, you have to have them to plow and stuff. So, you know, buying a new implement to me justifies, you know, uh, you know, getting out there and working the dirt. And uh, that's all part of the harvest. What people, you know, a lot of people don't realize it's that's that's what I love, you know, and, and that's what's so great about social media is you, you know, most can just post about their harvest most can just post about you know um talking about their deer that they've killed and this and that but what's great and genuine about you guys is you're you talk it's truly a family affair whether it's you or nick or michael you guys are always including you know the community you're always including you know your whole journey not just 
oh, this stand's set up for me. I'm going to go sit in this stand and hunt this deer that's not on my property. You guys have like completely changed the game with staying genuine. And I feel I could speak for many to say that, you know, the Bone Collector crew is is one of the most genuine, real, down-to-earth people um, in this industry. And there are a lot of, a lot of guys that honestly the ones that are still in the industry that are that are doing great that are still actually on tv are the ones i feel that have proved themselves to be the true and genuine folks and that's why people love to watch you and follow you yeah and we we like to celebrate no matter the, the no matter how you know don't don't get me wrong we are blessed to have the time and the and the um the ways to do these things however you can do it on a much smaller scale we're not saying that uh you know you're no good if you can't afford to buy a tractor and go out but there are so many little things that like we did when we were younger and couldn't afford and we want to give praise to the guy and pat him on the back that that only gets to hunt uh two weeks i think your podcast and and what what you stand for, you know, speaks to the blue collar culture, the the Billy Joe lunch bucket, if you will. <laughs> and uh, you know, we like to celebrate that with them guys. I I don't know want anybody to ever tune into social media, looking at me or us and or uh, you know television show and say, oh well, they're uppity. You know, they're better right. than me. No, you know, we have been blessed. We have been blessed, and we do have some true things. But that should not ever ever take away from the guy who is you know, working six days a week in right. uh, Pennsylvania somewhere, having to work midnight shifts. I, look, man, I, I I feel you. When we're out there doing these meet and greets, when we're out there doing public speaking, I totally, totally understand by all means. Um, you know, you only get one day a week to hunt. You can't hunt on Sundays because it's Pennsylvania. You get Saturday <laughs> to hunt, you might get three Saturdays in a month where if mama's got you doing something else, I get it. Correct. If you yeah. bust that three-pointer and it's legal and you're happy about it, I'm right there beside you, high-fiving you. Absolutely. And, and I, I totally get it. As long as it's legal, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to condone someone. How dare, you know, we, we tell somebody we're in Iowa. We draw, a, a, take four years to get an Iowa tag, and we kill a 180-inch buck, and, you know, we come across or look like we talking down to someone who <laughs> is not able to do that because they've, got doctor bills they got to pay and they're stuck in north carolina and all they've got to kill is three does this year right i'm not i don't want that i want this all to, you live through us for our entertainment because we've been given this platform but just you know that i'm telling you i'm just equally as happy and as fun to share a camp with somebody where we're all we're doing is uh you know shooting slick heads and and just laughing over a, a good campfire I'm there high-fiving with you. I want folks to know that, and I, I think it shines through that way, and that's the way I want, meaning, like, yeah. if it's legal, be proud of it and, and, and let it rip. You know, scratch your hunting your your hunting inner your hunting inner person, scratch your itch, and, and do your thing. Don't look, Don't worry about what the guy thinks oh, yeah. uh, on, you know, on social media and stuff like that. that. That The way people condone other folks for... You know, posting a picture about a small buck or something. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't expect that. You, you need. They need to scratch their itch, and I want them to. Yeah, and you. I mean, you have. I'll tell you right now, just from an outside looking in, you have shown 
and and you know been honestly one of the biggest uh, speakers about that and about being proud of every aspect of your harvest or even just the sit in general. Um, I mean, just myself. I mean, I live in Florida. I've never been blessed with any property, but that's never stopped me. I've always, you know, been blessed with that random person that I happen to know through connections that says, hey man, I don't hunt my property. I live on 10 acres. It's probably two acres of woods. Do you want, you know, do you want to come out here and put a camera? Every single year, I happen to just be blessed with somebody that happens to come up to me. They might have seen a post of me, you know, walking public land, you know, every other day, two miles out. And that's what happened this year. A gentleman just was like, hey, I live on 10 acres, but only about two acres of it uh, is woods, but it backs up to a lot of property. Do you want to come out here? I see deer out here all the time. And sure enough, you know, I, I wish I had a little bit more time to you know, we're starting to now put out a little more YouTube videos and content, and that's what I plan to do is, you know, show the, you know, the the guy that doesn't isn't blessed with the property that he you can still go out there with minimal funds and still, you know, put the best of your ability into whether it's an acre or 300 acres, you know, to have deer come in there and feel comfortable and to be able to put an arrow in something and. Thankfully, this yeah, the, year, you know, go ahead. I was going to say the feeling you have is the same. The yeah. feeling you have and the buildup you have, it's like a like a festering pimple. is going to be the same. I mean, you you feeling of, of, you know, of like, oh, man, oh, now I got 10 acres and the two I got two acres on the back side of this. You go to looking on your maps, you go to looking on your base map to – to, to figure out everything over top, you know, the overlay, the topograph, how the deer are going to be coming, where I need to put my stands and everything. Yeah. That's part of the journey. That That's where you do the deep dive, and that's where you're getting your itch scratched. And anybody can do that. I mean, you just got to put a little legwork in. I mean, Correct. you know, us having land now and us being, you know, older in our late 40s and stuff, it's just time. There's just a lot of guys, you know, you get people come up to you at the shows and stuff, and they say they're 20 years old and say, man, I want to do this and that and i'm like guys i said if you're passionate said, about it man and you put that yeah. step forward and you put the lord first he's going to guide you if that's truly yeah. your passion he's going to guide you to that that passion experience whether it's three thousand acres or blessed with 10 acres you know it, it's 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 all about and, that and you, you got to climb the ladder too i mean i mean i was that same guy that was walking around shows in my early 20s going to the local archery shop hanging out just like a sponge just standing around watching them do everything <laughs> trying to learn everything uh you know not not like w- with ill intent i just did it with passion just like oh man that's how you fletch air oh that's awesome i mean i was just i couldn't get enough of it i was just like you know the kid hanging around in the mechanics garage i just couldn't get enough of it and if you immerse yourself in the industry and you don't you know, burn bridges, you know, everybody thinks that this, this stuff happens overnight, but you look back in the rear view mirror and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, I've been, <laughs> I've been grinding this out for 15 or 20 years and yeah. look at me now, I'm making a pretty decent living and 
I didn't feel like I worked 15 years. Wait a minute. It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's crazy. And and you mentioned passion, and I really, I try and push passions through everything I do. You know, my live videos, I talk about passions a lot. And what's crazy is when I met my wife, her family, no hunters in her family. They've, she's never hunted. She's hung around, you know, boys in high school that hunted and stuff. But my passions were so strong in this industry that, she started to get involved in it. Next thing you know, when I became an archery tech, you know, like you, I kind of just was always around it, always around archery, and I started learning my own tactics and, and techniques. And then you have friends that are local. We live in a, you know, you know Trenton, Florida, um, very oh, yeah. well. <laughs> so there's not many places around here. So I just started doing things on my own. And next thing you know, buddy's like, hey, man, can you fix my bow? Can you do this? Next thing you know, I started watching some of your tips and tricks and some of your videos. And I started getting better at it. And my wife started seeing my passions, you know, coming out in that and seeing these harvests. Next thing you know, you know, I took her hunting. That's what's funny about her doe harvest. First time ever harvesting a deer this year is... She's sat five or six times in a ladder stand with me, but with these properties in Florida that I've ever been able to hunt, she's never physically seen a deer in a tree stand. I was able to get her up in this lock-on that I harvested the buck out of on this 10 acres. I actually, it was doe weekend, and I brought her up to this lock-on stand, this one spot that I had to put a stand, and um, just hoping that does came out. And I haven't been on this property since I shot that buck probably four weeks prior. And it was just kind of a shot in the dark. We got the in-laws to watch the kids, and I was like, babe, we're going to go out on Sunday morning. Yes, we have to skip church, but I think this is a good opportunity. And this year, she was able to practice really hard. She was up to 30 yards shooting perfect on her morale targets and um man it was just this one opportunity this one chance honestly for me and her to sit in a stand together because we just don't get those chances and i sat behind her and uh i was filming and and it, it was it was like clockwork first of all she is absolutely terrified she's never been in a lock on stand and i i'm probably about 22 to 25 feet up so that was the first the first itch was she looks up and she's like i have to climb up this and i'm like yeah so that i just actually posted a video on our youtube channel bearded outdoors untamed um about at about 11:30 and uh that episode shows from the beginning to the end with her excitement with her terrified being up there her i mean this was a first time in a lock-on first time ever seeing a deer in a tree stand she's always sat in ladder stands and you know you can you have things to grab in a ladder stand um so first time in a lock-on first time pulling her bow back in a tree stand first time seeing a deer in a tree stand and she happened to at 20 yards sling this arrow drop this mama doe and unfortunately she had to put another one through her um because her shot was about two or three inches high but man the whole experience was i almost think i was more excited than she was in a sense you know that feeling oh yeah absolutely because uh i'm sure you was because you knew what she was about to go through she didn't have any idea what she was about to go through through with so you knew what was what she was just what an experience and and life-changing uh you know, a, a life-changing rejoice that what she was going to go through. And then, you you know, telling this story, 
you know, a lot of times, you know, we'll downplay it. It's like, yeah, she, you know, it was only a doe her first time, but she, man, the things you're telling me are things that you guys are going to be talking about. You know, I wish there was a way that we could fast forward 25 years oh, and, and have a counter on how many times you tell this doe story of, because how important and how pivotal it is in her hunting career and your, your y'all's hunting career because you'll never, you know, you'll kill thousands of deer, but you'll never kill, you'll never uh, kill the um, first deer but once. Right, exactly. This episode of the Bearded Outdoors podcast is sponsored by Crosstine Media. Crosstine Media is a content creation branch or shed of Bearded Outdoors USA. All content is created by Reese Richards, co-owner and field producer of Bearded Outdoors. We would love to work with you and are available for hire. Please contact us for inquiries via Facebook and Instagram at Crosstine Media, C-R-O-S-S-T-I-N-E. Thank you guys and God bless. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, we had that experience. Um, this year has been absolutely amazing, really. Um, I've been hunting out of state for two or three years. Um, this just to show everybody. I went to Alabama two years in a row, seven days. Um, just seeing trail cam pictures of, you know, 150, 160-inch bucks. The first two years in Alabama, the weather happened to change on the last days before I, mo- before I went out there, and I didn't even see a you know what you would call a shooter buck in alabama um so then i went to kentucky for my first year last year and then this year was i just i posted that episode a few weeks ago of my kentucky hunt and man it was i i was determined i was like okay i see these bucks coming across the ridge and these deer moving across the ridge and we weren't sitting on the other side of that ridge and that's two years in a row i saw these deer travel this ridge so last day i was just like i actually had started saddle hunting a little bit this year and i had my saddle and i literally free climbed up this tree where these deer were going to i was about 12 to 15 feet off the ground and i was just waiting for that evening feed for them deer to come across and man thankfully phew um you you were talking to me about it before we got on here and that was my first out-of-state buck, um, my biggest buck to date, and shoot, he was probably only 125 inches. Yeah, it was a great buck. <laughs> don't don't downplay it at all, buddy. Oh, yeah. It was a big, big buck. Yeah, and if I was your size, I'd be hunting out of them saddle things. <laughs> I, I've known about them. You know, a lot of people think that they're new because they, the technology is kind of just getting really a spotlight here in the last couple years. Right. But um, I can remember um, the trophy line having that those way back in when i had my store back in the early 90s oh yeah yeah there's people talking about that pulling out their dad's old saddles and showing how they're all made of leather and this and that and i was like man i i didn't really i found out about saddle hunting thinking it was new and then i looked at the history and i was like man they have been around for a while and it's just a another means to you know get in those spots that you can't get into but yeah, this um. So we're starting to. Push. I always thought they would be great for. I always, you know, I know there's a couple of companies doing it now, but I always thought that they would be great for doing, uh, like, um, for a camera guy, you know, because we us having a camera guy over your shoulder. A lot of times you go to an outfitter and you know he's got stand set up, but he don't have a camera stand, and then, you know, you're going in there in the dark and you're having to, 
you're yep. you're trying to set up an, a, another lock on in a tree that ain't designed for it or you can't get the right angle because it's not over the right the correct shoulder whereas with that thing no matter where you're at you, you right. can hang on the tree yeah that's you, that's what i started to realize this year man um because my buddy kyler in kentucky he has some family property out there and he's a bigger feller also and he always he only hunts in ladder stands well yeah for him to film me. me i would have to put a lock on above his ladder stand which we did in one spot but he had about three spots out here so this year i was super stoked and just any out of state hunt now i'm super stoked to have it because now anywhere he has a ladder stand i can literally just strap right next to that ladder stand and i can shoot you know i can actually make my shots around his comfortability so it it completely changed the game and we have a hunt uh we are invited by conviction outdoors to go to north mississippi to his property um he is uh friends with the element guys that you know you guys are aware of um and that's just an opportunity that we meant through the owner of hunt to harvest another faith-driven apparel company and uh me and him were talking and he's like man i want you to meet some guys um their conviction outdoors blah 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 and we started talking and sure enough he invited us out to uh north mississippi uh yacht's younger brothers uh films for them and he actually owns that company conviction outdoors and they make game calls and stuff but they invited the wife and i out there to hunt in north mississippi uh in the first well third of january and um we're gonna do a podcast That's a great by the time fire. To be out what when you say North Mississippi, like do you know the town or? Um, yes, it's on my phone. Uh, North Northport is it, or Westport? Okay. Westport. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love it, man. That's a great invitation. That's a that's a good southern hunt, and that's a great time of year. Anytime, like seems like the last part from about now till the first through the first week or so of. Um, january it's a great time to be there and 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 the deer are even coming back to feed real good at the end of january too so yeah, yeah a mississippi january hunt you'll love it yeah yeah well, it's a you know this year i told myself and you know, i do a lot of hunting in florida and spend a lot of time scouting public land and doing all kinds of stuff and this year i told my wife i was like you know what i i think we just need to get out there i think we need to you know these connections that we make through our events and through you know social media and this and that i you know i think we just need to kind of really just put ourselves out there and chase our passions and sure enough i was you know blessed with a buck here i was blessed with putting her on her first animal i was blessed with my first kentucky buck and now this opportunity to go out here and who knows where this is going to take us you know we we're, we're talking about putting content together and doing a podcast about fire and and doing some other things but just that camaraderie with you know similar mindsets and and p- people that are chasing their passions whether they're 20 years old or you know 60 years old it's it's it runs in my blood I've, it's amazing um that's why I started this podcast you know this podcast is basically how faith has has brought folks um whether it's me or you to where they are today and you know our first three episodes one with my dad with my wife and then gordon dasher he baptized us in front of phil and Kay's robertson's house in louisiana and we became family friends with all them and just 
that connection um, with all these folks is just it's it's an amazing thing. We all want to be where T Bone's at, but in reality, you know, chasing your passions. But you are, and that's you know, that's you, correct. You act, yeah, yeah, you are. You are. You are. It's all under the same uh, umbrella. Absolutely. I mean, granted, I've you know got a we got a few more years, and you know, and uh, I've had some some lucky breaks, but essentially, you are. You're just on the the infant stages, the the nymph stages, so yeah. to speak. So, you know, you got a lot of more few more ice cream seasons you know to get there but you know through, through it all like you said it's like don't let it be a burden if it's a burden on you and it's uh you know causing troubles at home or whatever i tell folks you know back off of it pump the brakes it's not worth it right. but as long as everybody's happy and everybody's on board oh, yeah. just continue to to uh you know push on through and, and enjoy the journey i mean i, I it, it is a journey you know life's not a destination it's a journey you got to enjoy the ride Correct, correct. So we officially met in Lakeland at the Field and Stream Expo in 2019, and you were intrigued by something that we had. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that, those hats, man. <laughs> I love them hats. Yeah, we created yeah. a Trump Pence hat and a Trump Pence 2020 hat, and we brought those to the Lakeland Expo, and... I believe that T-Bone bought all 25 that we had left and that was that was a great experience for us man that's that's something that you know that truly showed your you know humbleness and you're willing to you know no matter who you are in life if you know if that person comes up to you I I watched you throughout that whole event and through your whole career how it could be anybody they come up to you and it's you know, it's like you're just shoot like this podcast, like we're just sitting on tailgate talking, and it's you know that's what that's what people look up to, and people let's say want to be like. But then we talk about passions. You know, it, it's all about the passions because my yeah. wife would never would have thought that she would be you know sh- harvesting a doe with her bow in a tree stand, uh, you know, ten years ago. But that's something that she's seen has grown on me. Next thing you know, it's growing on her. And that's what I'm hoping, you know, my podcast talking about chasing your passions and, and following the Lord and your faith. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that this truly people hear this and hear these these podcasts and, and see how we started and realize that if you just keep chugging along and keep pushing and just keep putting yourself out there, that anything that you put your mind to you know could could potentially be what you're doing the rest of your life so absolutely yeah don't don't get stuck in uh, the doom and gloom because through social media through um you know especially the news you know you can get sucked into that that negative vortex that's on the news so much and you know just feel like you're never going to get out. There's nothing's going to, you know, ever be better. That's what they want you to do. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, they they can't control your day to day activities as far as uh, going for your dream and, you know, find happiness in your in what you do for a living and and having a passion for that. So, yeah, I, I can't. I see so many people. You know, you talk to them at the gas station, and within five minutes, you can tell if they've sat there in front of the TV and let it just eat them alive. Mm, yeah. Or rather, they're you know, uh, you know, not, not necessarily fueled against it, but they're just like, you know what, I ain't got time for that. God gave me this day. This day is for me. Correct. I'm going to take advantage of it. And, 
and use it to all God's glory. So, and, right. and what we should do so. So, I have two important questions. One is, I know you're a humble, God-fearing man. Where did your faith and your walk in the Lord start for you? Um, it was a. Uh, it was way back. I was a teenager, um, and and was going to a, a Church of Christ actually, and uh, you know friends had went to the Church of Christ and the, the pastor there, Pastor Howell, and. Um, you know, he he explained things to me. Well, don't get me wrong; I've always believed in Christ, but I'm saying it, it really kicked it up a notch. Then he explained to me how simple it can be. It's not; it doesn't have to be as uh, you know religious. Uh, yes, yeah. It, it, it's not as it's really not a it's not as big a deal as what most people make it out to be. It's a relationship with the Lord, basically. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just that's you and the Lord. And the church and the places we choose to go to are basically just uh, your faith-based pep rallies. Right. Just where you can like-mindedly share and cherish and, and, and things like that. And, you know, my job has, you know, over the years have, you know, between shooting professionally and, uh, you know, through traveling so much, it have let let me be gone. I, I'm unfortunately, I'd be gone a lot on Sundays when the doors weren't open to church. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that Bible travels well, as well as what better way to celebrate, you know, God and rejoice in His faith than in the great outdoors. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes you get clouded. You know, I, I said the statement just a minute ago. You get you get sucked into a lot of the negatives of you know, uh, there can be a quite a bit of a gossip chant or a hen's nest at a at a church. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you can get sucked into some of the negative stuff and, and see stuff on Facebook where some so-and-so did this and that. And I'm like, you know, I, I can see through that. I, I love that. I love going to church and getting my, you know, batteries recharged. But also, you know, if you're, there's not a better way to charge your batteries than on a, Sunday morning hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and realize that. Exactly. Yeah. That relationship to me, I've always pushed, you know, I'm not here to give you religion. I'm here to bring you Jesus. And that's, you know, that's 100% something I've lived by and, and has grown from people that know me, you know, before Bearded Outdoors. They've, they've been truly surprised and, and trying to ask me, you know, what's, what's the secret? And dude, the secret is is stop controlling your own life and realize that the Lord has a plan for you. And when you start pushing those passions forward, He starts seeing those passions and He starts guiding you towards, you know, where He wants you to be. And it's a it's definitely a humbling thing when you look back at, at our lives and and where you know I've came in a short time compared to you know how how long you've been doing this and and the amazing things you've accomplished in your career so far. Um, and that comes to my next question, which is, how did this faith guide you to where you are today in the industry? Well, pretty much like what you said, just just letting, you know, God do his work, enjoying the journey, meaning I know that, that he had my back every day. And through, through, you know, there were some humble times, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some times when I opened up an archery shop uh, back in 96 here in, in Hogansville and, you know, uh, you, you go to check the cash register at the end of the week and 
there's only seventy five dollars in mm. there for all week long. That'll and, uh, humble you quick. <laughs> man, you're like, I'm man. I, we didn't we didn't do too good. I don't know how long I can do this. And you know, while you're saying grace over a bologna sandwich, yeah. And uh, you, you know, he you know he keeps you know, just keep it on, just keep it up, and then slowly but surely, you yeah. know, because you know you're doing the right thing by following your passion. You get a, uh, you know, you you get a, a following. And the people start coming to you. You get a reputation, and then before you know it, you know you've got a successful, success, successful uh, archery shop. You, people are, you know, ringing your cash register. They're repeat customers, oh, yeah. and then you're off and running. But no, there, there's definitely some humble times that we all go through. Oh, yeah. You know, wondering like, man, I'm going hunting. I feel so guilty, and you know these these three bills are needing to be paid. But here I'm going hunting. But you know, like I thank God, you know is going to let me get something out of this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I'm going to get something out of this to keep my battery charged so that I can go to work next week. I don't sit at home and beat myself up and, and, and do something that I, you know, regret, Absolutely. you know, at home. So that, um, I think that, you know, we don't take this for granted not whatsoever. I hope, I hope that, you know, there's a lot of people that, that, that are on, you know, um, very few, though, but but most of them that are a top tier show or top tier personality in the industry, and and uh, you know they they might have a little uh, be a little talk down to you yeah. attitude, but for the most part, it's all genuine. I know oh, yeah. you know I can't say enough about the Drurys, the Kiskies, you mm-hmm. know uh, Lee and Tiffany, of course, uh, you know Driven Outdoors. They've all been friends of mine for years, and and they're in the right place because of them staying grounded it seems like anytime somebody gets on their high horse and starts pounding their chest look what i killed and Hmm. you're an inferior hunter to me because look at this big buck they don't sit there too long or they're not really welcomed into the lifelong hunting personality club so to speak so yeah um it's not about that you know it's we all want to kill a big deer we all know that but we gotta celebrate along the way and if it's legal 100%. God puts it on your heart to shoot that deer and ride that doe around the back of that tailgate as you're cruising up and down 19 right there through uh, through Old Town. Then, <laughs> by God, shoot it. Stomping ground. Yeah, yeah, that's, man, the Praise You in This Storm is, is a song that I love, and it's that's a hundred percent true you know he's he he's following you and he he is looking over you all of these times and you know a lot of people look up to the folks that you know they don't just see you know the success and the positivity and that's where i'm you know i'm trying to really humble myself by speaking about my stories that you know were you know in the in the pits and in those times of struggle but in reality, if you think back, every single struggle you have had personally, has the Lord ever not brought you out of a struggle? And that question, if you ask yourself that question every single day, no. The Lord has always been there for you, so why would you turn your back on Him, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, something that I've always lived by is no matter how bad you've got it, or you think you've got it, that that someone's got it twice as bad as you Amen. do. Amen. Yep, that's true, and and vice versa. You know, you can 
think that you've made it and then you're like, oh, someone else has made it more than me. But is it though? Is is that the concept? Is it that yeah. someone made it more than you or is that just where your mindset is? Now, if it is, how about you turn that perspective around and there's your goal. I want to be like this person. Now, that person still, you know, you want to be a millionaire. Well, look at a half of these billionaires that have died from cancer and their last words on their deathbed are talking about, man, I wish I would have gotten rid of all of that stuff and spent more time with my family. Now, yep. if that if that isn't going to humble you quicker than quicker than anything, I don't know what will, because you're talking about a man that you're always saying, I want to be as rich as him, but he's on his deathbed saying, man, I could get rid of all this money if I would have just spent more time with my family. Like that to me, really, you know, yep. I've never chased money. And I feel if you're chasing your passions and your heart is where, you know, the Lord wants your heart to be, that, though, you know, if it's money that makes you happy, that money will come. If it's, you know, you being on a, a show, that will come. Now, you might quickly find out that man this isn't where I want to be but guess what you change that perspective and you start I feel if you're chasing your passions and you're happy about what you're doing eventually your bills will be paid somehow yep absolutely so. because if you're if you're working towards your passion you can throw 80 hours a week at it and not even you know not even feel like you did whereas if it's a job you dread going to you're slamming your head into a tree to go to go grind out 40 hours that you didn't even want to do. But if it's your passion, you know, if your passion is painting fingernails, yeah. you can paint fingernails for 80 hours a week. God's going to find a way for you to, you know, if make you're good it. at it, how you're going to make it. Yeah. Here's a statistic I, I wondered before I forgot about it. I was going to say, um, did you know, I just heard this the other day, that there is 8.5 billion people across the world that don't even have suitable water to drink coming to their house or wherever they live at. Hmm. Wow. Think about that. I mean, and, and there ain't too many people in the United States can say that. Man, I that's, mean, that is, <laughs> that's truly that's humbling, this, yeah. Yeah, and then you're, you're going to complain about, oh my gosh, they, they only got Dusani, they don't have Aquafina at the <laughs> store. God, I'm... Yeah. Uh, are you, <sighs> do you really have negative complaints no just wipe them away yeah you you get that breath that breath when you wake up in the morning is that first sign that the lord is blessing you and your perspective makes your perspective is how you're going to live your daily life and if that perspective is is switched around like you were speaking of then you know you're obviously going to be in the wrong mindset and um I just be thankful for everything, you know, be thankful that you can even walk on the woods, you know, out in the woods. You know, there's there's some of these guys that, you know, are wheel a wheelchair driven. And, you know, I know you guys try as hard as you can to, to get with some of these folks and, and show them the best they can. They have these tree stands now that have a, they're a train driven belt that I saw at one of these expos and you can literally drive your wheelchair onto it and it hooks onto your wheelchair and it train chain drives you up the tree. You can actually sit in a tree stand now in a wheelchair. Yeah. That's where there's a wheelchair <laughs> way. Absolutely. Yeah. But all right, brother, I have, I've, uh, we've hit about 40 minutes and, um, man, I just, I truly appreciate the talk with you. Um, I, I really, you know, my goal one of these days is, is to, to hunt with you or even walk the woods with you and just to hang out with you guys and just talk and laugh and, 
Um, you know, I, I feel my time my time will come, but I just want you to know that I look up to you. You're you're one of the biggest influential people in this industry for me. And uh, just watching your videos and just you know seeing your story and knowing your story speaks volumes because you could have just started to tell your story when you hit it so called big. And no one would know and realize that you were just like me. You were just like every single person, you know, that's wanting to chase their passions. The difference between you and everybody else is you continued to drive. You continued to focus on it. And if you loved doing it, you continued to do it. And that's where passions, I believe, is is the best best thing out there. So, Yeah, I think we've hit on a lot of good things it gets hit on a lot but it doesn't get hit on enough so yeah you know people need to be reminded every day and you know be safe while you're out there in the woods and you know uh remember each day is a journey and and make the best of it you know smile at the end of the day it it didn't rain today i mean there's always something positive to take away from the day right right exactly but all right brother um i love you from a christ christ driven man to another and um I hope to catch up with you soon, and and um, you know, hope to hope to be on this journey. I'll I'll give you a call when we head out to uh, when we head out to North Mississippi, and we could talk a little bit, and um, maybe get my wife excited. She might be able to have a, a high caliber buck in front of her. So this was a good preparation for her to be able to harvest her first animal for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, good luck out there, and and y'all enjoy the trip, and and uh, make sure you know. We have a. Uh, I have kin folk down there in your neck of the woods, so you take care of all them north North Florida. Absolutely. Uh, crack. You should be coming. <laughs> you should be coming down here for Christmas this year, are you? Yeah, yeah. You, we usually come down for a couple of days. We're actually planning that out now. Not. Uh, we're thinking about flying, but I'm like, man, that's, I, I like that drive pretty good. So I, I think we're going to end up driving down awesome. Christmas Eve or something like that. But. Uh, We'll be, we should be down that way here for long. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if it's just, I know you're busy, I know you're with the family and all that, but just something like a meet-up, a shaking hands, and a little laugh, and um, I would yeah. truly appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for finally getting on with me, and uh, I look forward to, to watching you grow and, and to see where, where this uh, happens to take us. Absolutely, man. You take care, man. Keep up the good work. I appreciate you, Reese. Thank you, brother. God bless, t God bless you too. All right, bye.